Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week's episode of the Fangirls Podcast is sponsored by Tax Pros, dedicated to providing a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more at taxpros.com. That's taxprose.com. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today, fans, buckle up. We're going to talk all about the long-awaited and beautifully animated Across the Spider-Verse with our good friend and special correspondent, Melinda. Welcome back, friend! Hi, I'm back, and I spent like two days at Disney, so I <laughs> I am here for it, kind of. Well, it's been a minute since we've chatted all things MCU and or all things Spidey. I know your excitement about this movie based off the 60 billion TikToks that you sent my way. So this is what happens when you have a friend who has a master's in information management and digital preservation. Yes. Jamie and Christmas. I know it's a long title. (laughs) Well, no, but it's also impressive. And like you are her. She is you. You are the flex. You exist. Two, when it comes to all things in-depth research, I'm floored. And the Spidey TikToks that you sent my way were phenomenal. And I barely scratched the surface on what you sent my way. So you're a saint. <laughs> you are too good for this earth. <laughs> I sent you a lot. It was it was I great. I appreciate that you love it. <laughs> oh, no. that's And again, TikTok being our love language. This is how I know she's alive and well. Because if I don't get a TikTok, I know. I'm like, something happened today. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, friend? It's been a minute. It has been. I've been busy. Um, when I saw The Little Mermaid, which How was it? I think everyone did a fantastic job. Like casting was perfect. Okay. And they even gave Eric a song, which reminded me of the Disney Channel movie High School Musical 2 when okay. Troy sings Bet on It. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they did address that Ursula is King Triton's sister. Okay. That Ariel's mom was hurt by humans and that they ch- they also changed a lyric in Kiss the Girl to make it about consent. Oh, that's and they smart. Had, yeah, and they had Ariel save Eric and Triton during the final battle with Ursula. Okay. Which is really great. The only thing that I had an issue with was that it is a visually a very dark film. Okay. I couldn't make out any features for Ursula whenever she was on screen and I felt like I couldn't see really anything for like half of the film but everyone did a great job Haley is Ariel anyone who disagrees can kick rocks but (laughs) but yeah if you if you were kind of hesitant in seeing it in the theaters I say go and see it it's a really fun film I did find myself singing along to some of the songs it brought back a wave of nostalgia I, I enjoyed it. I did not regret seeing it. It was a really cute film. You love Spider-Man. This is this is your cup of tea. So I freaking enjoyed it so yeah, much. I was going to say, initial thoughts, my friend. When's the next one? No, we know when the next one is. The next one's in March. Wow, that's going to be soon. Okay. Yeah. They, March I, of 2024. Okay. Yeah, they worked on it at the same time because it originally was going to be one film, but they wanted to flesh out the plot and make it good so they divided it into two films okay because this was a very long movie yes it was the longest movie 
released by an American studio. I think I read somewhere. That's wild. Cause it's not that the movie dragged on. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying I should have brought more snacks. That's what I should have done. Other than that, it was perfect. It was so good. It was so good. So for those of you who don't know, Across the Spider-Verse is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Got a synopsis for us? In Across the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales returns for an epic adventure that transports Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood Spider-Man across the multiverse to join forces with Gwen Stacy and a new team of Spider-People to face off with a villain more powerful than anything they have ever encountered. You also have some casting for us. I do. So Shamik Moore returns as Miles Morales. Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy. Jake Johnson is Peter B. Parker. Jacqueline Pinole is Rio Morales. Brian Tyree Henry is Jefferson Davis. Oscar Isaac is Miguel O'Hara. Issa Rae is Jessica Drew. Karan Sony is Paviter Prabhakar. Daniel Kaluuya is Hobart or Hobie. Amanda Stenberg is Spiderbite. Andy Samberg is Ben Riley. And Jason Schwartzman is The Spot. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? I am. Let's spill it. All right. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not watched Across the Spider-Verse, we are going to spoil it for you. All right. We're doing this in two parts. Okay. Two-part question for you. Okay. Who's your favorite character and who's your favorite Spidey Sona? All right. Well, my favorite character, it's a tie between Hobie and Pavitra Prabhakar. Okay. It took the studio about three years to perfect the animation style for Hobie, I believe. And he was inspired from a graffiti artist known as Jean-Michel Basquat, who was Haitian and Puerto Rican from Brooklyn. Okay. And he passed away in 1988, but he has like 600 something paintings and 1500 drawings that still inspire people today. And Pavita Prabhakar, like the writers asked Karan for advice on writing for the character. It's just the artwork, the music, the call out about Chai and Nan. Oh, his hair? His hair, the conversation with Miles about his physique and his hair. It's just good genes, the coconut oil and prayers. I just, I can't wait to see more of them. And my favorite spider persona is Sun Spider. Sun Spider is Charlotte Weber. And she is a queer disabled spider sona that was originally created by artist Dane Broder. In an interview, Dane stated that as a disabled individual, they wanted to create someone like them, an ambulatory wheelchair user who can still kick butt, you know, but like in their own way. And Charlotte Weber has EDS, meaning she's like hyper flexible. So she requires extra stability. And in the 2022 Edge of Spider-Verse comic run, writer T. Franklin and artist Jethro Morales developed Sun Spider's own standalone story. And in Across the Spider-Verse, comedian Danielle Perez, who is also disabled, voices the character of Charlotte Weber. And she delivered that line perfectly. I, it got a really good laugh out of me, and I, I was so happy to see her on screen. Gwen Stacy was my favorite. And while everybody had sassy one-liners, Gwen's were my favorite. And... I just thought her animation was just the most visually stunning out of everybody's. Hobie was a close second for me, but you had mentioned that her storyline or her scenes were influenced by a mood ring. Her emotions highlighted her scenes. And so there would be scenes of pink and purples and everything else under the sun. And it was just everything Gwen was done beautifully. And as far as favorite Spidey Sonas, you had mentioned Spider Rex, the spider dinosaur. The T-Rex, Spidey? Yep. 
Spider Rex. Yep. The story behind Spider Rex is you said a meteorite of spiders hit his universe and that's how Spider Rex was born. Yes. That is wild. Also terrifying, but it makes sense. Man, that that's what nightmares are made of. But like knowing his backstory, I was like, oh, this is comedic gold. I want I want him in what if. That's what I want. <laughs> and then there was a scene with a Lego Peter Parker. Yes. And the backstory on him is he was created by a 14-year-old. And he this 14-year-old did a Spider-Verse trailer. And the producers of Across the Spider-Verse loved it so much that they brought him in to make that scene. So I don't know how they got around with child labor laws, but it was done beautifully. So cheers to that 14-year-old who made all the Spidey magic in that scene. Beautifully done. Yeah, it was so good. And you, okay, I'm, I'm going to circle back to this because it was so <laughs> impressive, but you sent me a billion TikToks and I barely scratched the surface as to what you were sending me. It was a busy week, but you sent some solid fan theories. What was your favorite fan theory? My favorite fan theory, and I kind of also came up with it as well. It. it was like a collective, like subconscious. Everyone thought about mm-hmm. it. So in the comics, Miguel travels back in time to stop a terrible future from happening. Mm-hmm. And he works at a research facility and fights alongside other people across the multiverse to stop a terrifying group known as the Inheritors who feed on the life force of spider totems. And I was thinking about canon and it reminded me of Loki and WandaVision with the Nexus event mm-hmm. and how Sylvie said that the universe thrives on chaos. Right. And it's fighting back. So so it brought me back to Miguel and the canon event because maybe there's something bigger happening behind the scenes. Miguel thought that he was the cause for his variance universe to implode. Right. He th- he thinks Miles is the reason why Pavitra's universe is imploding on itself. But when Miles was bitten by the spider, his universe was fine. When Gwen visited Miles's universe, it was fine. Mm-hmm. When her dad stepped down from being a captain, her universe was fine. Right. Her surviving at all, because in every other single universe, she falls for Spider-Man and dies. Mm-hmm. Here's Gwen Stacy saying, no, I'm going to be the spider person. Her universe is fine. Right. You have Toby's and Andrew Spider-Man visiting and being taken to other universes. They're okay. Venom is in, you know, Peter Parker's MCU-verse. That's okay. So I think there's something a lot bigger going on and they're doing it under the table. No one really knows that they exist yet. Right. And I think Miles is going to be the one to figure it out. I don't see Miles as the problem. I see him as the solution. Yes. I think it's the web of life's the totem's way of fighting back against this big threat that's been destroying the totems. Great theory. I love cool. it. And it's like, I was just pulling it in from all different other MCU projects. Like, wait, this reminds me of Wanda. It reminds me of Loki and Sylvie. And how does this all connect? And while I know that Miles Morales technically is not canon to the MCU, like you can't have Andrew and Toby in this movie Right. And in No Way Home and say they're not connected. Anyway, that's a different, that's a different talk. (laughs) There were a ton of Easter eggs. There are so many to count, but they're highlighting historical Easter eggs in the Spider-Verse. Just left and right. What were your favorite Easter eggs from this movie? Well, I have a couple. So I'll I'll tell you a couple. 
Miguel mentioning Doctor Strange and that little nerd from Earth in 19999. And, and Gwen Stacy going, maybe he should be practicing medicine. <laughs> yes. But also Mrs. Chen, the store clerk from the Venomverse, makes an appearance. And I also really enjoy the 1960s spider sona. I can do anything he does. And then he's like, oh, I pulled a muscle. It was hilarious. I loved that so much. Also, Miles, 42, was raised by his mom. So he has much heavier accent than, you know, Miles does. And earlier in the movie, when they're having the party on the rooftops for Miles' dad for mm-hmm. his promotion. Yeah. Someone offhandedly says, oh, I heard Spider-Man's Puerto Rican. And Miles goes, oh, he's probably more Dominican. The actor who voices Miles, 42, is Gerald Jerome. Mm-hmm. And he is Dominican. Oh, there you go. That was great. And- And then, of course, Donald Glover makes a no-strings-attached cameo as Miles' uncle slash the Prowler in, like, the live-action style. That was dope. That was awesome. So happy to see that. I feel like a lot of Spider fans know, but if not, Donald Glover is basically the reason why we have Miles Morales. When he was in Community, there was a quick shot of his character in a Spider-Man pajama set, and the writers at Marvel were inspired by this. And that is how Miles Morales got created. He voiced Miles Morales in one of the Spider-Man cartoons, like back in 2014. He's been in uh, Far From Home, I believe it is, Mm -hmm. um, saying that he has a nephew who lives here in the city. And when Sony first started casting for The Amazing Spider-Man, fans were pushing for Donald Glover. Right. Ultimately, went to Andrew Garfield, which I love both. But this is, he's the reason why we have Miles Morales. So I was, I'm super happy that he's, affiliated with these films right so it wasn't for him we wouldn't have into the spider-verse something that i absolutely loved was how many mcu stars were were already a part of the mcu were voicing characters okay we have Haley steinfeld who plays kate bishop voiced gwen stacy she was the previous gwen stacy in the first spider-verse movie but i love that their dedication to the mcu shows no bounds basically but we had mahershala Ali, who plays Blade, who was the voice of Uncle Aaron. Oh, that's um, right. Oscar Isaac, who plays Moon Knight, voiced Miguel O'Hara. Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Fastos in Eternals, was Jeff Morales. Just, and there were so many more. So, way to keep the magic alive, guys. Yeah. My shout out is to the writers because they worked five years on this film oh. and they spent three years on a character development kudos to them it's fantastic film so if you haven't made time to go see it go see it it's worth it bring all the snacks bring all the snacks okay it's a long movie but it's definitely worth it and now it is time for the spotlight of the week tax pros an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services with three locations in southern california tax pros is there to meet you where you are offering phone and video appointments Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures Animation, Marvel Entertainment, Arad Productions, Lord Miller Productions, Pascal Pictures, and Walt Disney Studios. We're just really big fans.
who wouldn't mind being bitten by Miguel O'Hara? I mean, Sony already knows that type of fan exists, okay? Like, they know. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.